Welcome to the Generation Voids podcast, The Retail Warzone. So that was a little bit of some technical difficulties, but tonight we're going to be talking about corporate visits, that fun stuff. Wow. That was some bullshit. <laughs> so hello to fuck today. Hey. Hello, hero. Hello, Irish connection. Hello, iron maiden. Uh, looks like a, a, a small crowd tonight so far. Oh, look at that. The fuck today is doing the Lord's work. She sent it out to over a hundred people last night. I think the last two episodes we did, you know, with the guests, I, I think those were great. I think it's awesome having, you know, other perspectives, you know, out there. It helps to have other people talking besides just Alex and I, because I mean, God, we've got a ton of stories. It's not like we're going to run out, but I like having other people telling, you know, the bullshit they put up with while they were in retail. Speaking of which, segue. Corporate corporate visits corporate visits so corporate visits. so alex like a, the day yeah. the day that you will see you as an employee these were the days that i hated and i loved the most at the same time because these were the days you got to see your manager and you always just they treated you like shit you get to see them squirm it is a great feeling well see them just freaking out and well, actually working. Well, that's for the like, managers oh. that don't care. You know, it, it goes like this. It's kind of like I, I posted when I put up, you know, what we were talking about tonight was, you know, the story. This is the yeah. You, you, you sit there and you're working your ass off if you care. And you got your team working. You're overworked. Your team's overworked. You're understaffed. You don't have any payroll. It's just a shit show. And it takes every amount of effort that you have just to keep the fucking thing afloat <laughs> so you can do business. Mm-hmm. Store, you know, you're coming through a weekend and it always happens after a weekend. I don't know fucking why. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. And then they're like, yeah. what, what, why is it yeah. this uh, and th- in tip top shape? And then all of a sudden, what's, what's the clip on this? You get manager, you have a call on line one. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Uh, whatever. And you answer the phone and it's your boss. And your boss says, Oh, by the way, my boss is coming to see you. Make sure you're right. Steve, just a, just a side note question to this topic. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have known when you was getting a visit? We're going to get into all that. You know, it, okay. it's, you know, but you get the call and it's cool that you get the call. But you're only really getting the call to save your boss's ass because they're like, oh, shit, you know, I haven't been I haven't <laughs> been supporting the store at all. So, oh, God, <laughs> you know, it's going to be like if my boss goes in that store, it's like shit. Oh, that's my ass. I care less about anybody in the damn store. And then that's where the magic happens. All of a sudden, you're working in a store that doesn't have shit for payroll. And all of a sudden, payroll just grows on trees. You're getting here. Here's 30, you get 30 hours, you get 40 hours, you get, everybody gets hours when the visit happens. And it's like, well, where the fuck was all that payroll when we needed it? You know? Yeah. 
And so all of a sudden you have this mad dash to, to, you know, put lipstick on the pig, so to speak. And, and just be like, Oh, turn your phone off, Alex. (laughs) Um, or your RVP comes to visit and you get a call that three of your cashiers called out. That's always fun to try and navigate. Oh, yeah, because somehow, some way, it's your fucking fault they didn't want to come to work. <laughs> so, so and it, and it happens. And, and you go into this mad dash, you know, and it's kind of twisted because it's all smoke and mirrors. You get a DM. He's like, okay, well, this this regional manager's coming. He's going to go to this store and this store and this store on this day and this store and this store and this store on this day and da-da-da. They give you the whole fucking itinerary. Well, number one, if you're really wanting to do the correct thing, Alex, going to what you were saying, you want to walk into a store under regular circumstances, not, you know, announce it. So it's like, okay, so A, we're working our asses off to stroke some dude's ego. <laughs> and B, it's all bullshit anyway. Because if you're a manager that cares, you're going to work the hours, you're going to work your people to death. It'll look fine when the guy comes. But well, it's always been my assumption that it doesn't matter. Like if a, it's just something I always got confused about. Why is it? And this wasn't never really with you, a Steve or an Alabama friend, but at other places I worked at. It was just this big fucking nine one one. Oh my god! It is DMs coming in. Everybody's running around with hair on fire. Literally have you literally have the customer coming into the store every day? Shouldn't it just run the same every day, regardless of who's in there? Well, I had a DM. I had a DM one time tell me that you know don't do anything different. Just run your business like you normally would. And I've only had ever one DM tell me that ever. Oh yeah, that's the way. In my opinion, (laughs) who who wants to come work overnight to get out freight? Yeah, all of a sudden there's these magical third shift crews pop up, you know, because we we out there saving people's asses at this point is like, oh shit, you know, oh we we, we've overspent payroll by twenty hours. Well, here's a hundred and fifty more fucking hours. Get the stock out of the stock room. It it is just (laughs) like it, it. One of the biggest problems in retail is it's reactive instead of proactive. And what happens is you get district managers who haven't been proactive in helping their teams and, right. and they get behind and then it's reactive because he gets that call. And, you know, it's just like, yes, you know, and if, if you have this magical, like pile of pot of gold of hours that you're just sitting on that you can just randomly give out without getting in trouble. Why aren't you, you know, sharing the love to the stores and giving them a little something, something, you know, to, uh, it's, it's just, they magically can't see payroll when visiting. I know, right. It's because you did all this work just for me. Oh, I am so, so thankful. Now I will tell you the sneak attacks I've had. Those didn't go too well. Those were the ones where you get a sneak attack, somebody pulling some shit and, the last two sneak attacks I had, I lost it. I lost it. Um, the fuck today. I closed the door on myself and Peter Griffin. Oh, and, le- wow. and let him know 
that my entire career, that that was the worst retail work experience I have ever had. And that, you know, his crony did nothing to help me out when I took over his fucking mess. And I survived that, but I didn't fucking care at that point. If he would ask for my keys that day, I just come on outside with me. I'll give them to you as I leave. And I would have thrown them on top of the fucking building. Uh, let me ask, was Peter Griffin, was he a DM? Or he was a regional vice president. His favorite. Oh, that doesn't, his fa- that doesn't surprise yeah, me at all. His, his favorite phrase was retail is detail. Retail is detail. Uh, no, retail is detail. Yeah, retail is detail. And every time That's, he said uh, it, I wanted to smack the shit out of him because I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I mean, do you, he, this, he was like a walking encyclopedia of cliches. And it's like, you know, hey, look at me. I know this. Well, good for fucking you. <laughs> you ain't impressing <laughs> anybody, Peter. That's what. Are you working hard or hardly working? Uh, you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> Peter Griffin coming to my fucking store. Now, mind you, this was a company that I worked for that when I had, I had made a decision not to get back into big box bullshit, but I did because they threw some money at me. I was like, okay, this is great. And then the manager turned in their notice about four or five weeks after I started. And all of a sudden, Hey, we want you to be the store store manager. Okay. And I didn't meet a fucking soul. Everything was done on. I had not even met the district manager yet. And, you know, I'll go through three interviews with these people. Oh, you got the job. Wow. No. Yay. I was like, really? And I just kind of scratched my head. I was like, uh, okay, well, the money's good. We'll see how this and goes. And then everything, and then everything is instantly your fault for everything that has went on in that store oh, prior to your time of being the there. The fuck today will tell you. Um, because there was another individual that worked for our corporate office that lived in the area that came in the store often and went to bat for me because the mess I inherited, uh, I got no support or no help. They did not like me because all of a sudden somebody was taking up for me that worked in the corporate. It it was, it was such a fucking soap opera, bad scene. It was terrible. (laughs) <laughs> it, it was oh my god so when those visits yeah. came those were those and you know the last two that we had were good hell when i turned in my notice my last visit with my dm they walked the store and i got hit the dm's assistant pulled me to the side and he's like are you really sure you want to quit this looks really really good and at that point i'm like fuck this shit i am out I'm going out on a high note. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds like your time at Felmart. I remember when you was leaving, didn't you say that uh, the dude who's uh, named very similar to a Dolphin quarterback legend, didn't you say uh, that he told you, like, hey, you know, we can uh, get you a package deal, like, transfer or something yeah our bama friend talked to him and i'll never forget i was getting ready to move back and um he calls me he's like hey they're gonna offer you such and such and you know if it would have been close to where i was moving i'd have done it because i figured the company was going to sink anyway so whatever bonus they gave me to move 
it wasn't like I was going to have to pay it back. They weren't going to exist. I only had to make it like two and a <laughs> half years. And, um, but <laughs> you, they wanted to put me in like the worst fucking place in the state and, uh, in the hottest plate in the state. And I, I don't like heat. I, I'm a winter guy. And, and yeah, so, so no, I. I mean, our Bama friend called me. He's like, Hey, he wants to do this. I'm like, nah, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm out. Peace out, bitches. Done. Makes me so happy that where I live, Steve, there's a massive cold front coming in. Hence why I got the hoodie on the night because it's about to like drop down to 30 degrees. Tonight. Yeah, and then it's going to do the same thing to us tomorrow. Oh my God. I'm so happy about that. Well, um, your immune system won't be because this flip flopping weather is going <laughs> to kill all of us before COVID does. Uh oh. Hold on. Okay. You ready for this? The fuck today with the breaking news. Let's hear it. Ready for this? It's probably got something to do with a district manager visit. Can't wait to hear this one. And Russell knows what it's like. Russell was right there. Russell, that was some that was some definite lipstick on the pig shit we did, wasn't it, bro? We pulled off some fucking magic there. <laughs> but we're gonna. You know, Alex, you brought up a, a really good point, you know, about this. If they really wanted to do it right, they'd come solo. But I think part of the reason yes. they don't come solo and don't come unannounced is because... Well, it's because they have to They have to just all hold each other's fucking hands. Well, no, no, right? no, 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 They're also trying to protect their DMs, all right? Especially if it's a good old boy network kind of thing. Because what's going to happen, and it happened both times with me, is the RVP is going to show up unannounced without telling anybody. And then all of a sudden the RVP is going to get an earful from a pissed off manager who's going to fucking unload. Good. And good. the good old boy is not going to be there to defend himself. So it's, it's, yeah, it, no, I, it's kind of twofold. I've been, disgusted. I've been disgusted with every single district manager in existence. If you are a district manager... <clears throat> In existence, and you listen to our podcast, please, the pod- please, for the love of God, I want you to comment. I want you to comment on our video. There, there's no, there's me. no DM going to comment because they terrified. Because, it, because most DMs in most companies I've worked for, you're not a DM because you're good at what you do. You're a DM because of who you know. Now, the most disgusting thing I've ever had to do for a DM is um, when I was working at Failmart, and dude, you know, you know who I'm talking about. I was gonna name a show, Blank Mondays. <laughs> Come in there, and he's like, "Hey, uh, will you carry my uh, briefcase out to my car?" No. no. Our current, our current. Well, the manager before our Alabama friend was like, yeah, help him out real quick. Oh, God. And that DM, hey, you know, I'm going to say his name. I don't care. Moreno, he's back in Puerto Rico. He doesn't know we exist. So, anyway, I liked Moreno. I did not. Marie, you didn't? Moreno was great. He was a good dude. He was a good. That guy, he made me carry out his briefcase. He he was, Moreno was a good guy. He really was. We just felt sorry for him because he was so bald in to fail Mart that it didn't matter. The, our Bama friend and I, we used to joke about one day Marina was going to show up to the store and they had closed us down 
and he wouldn't know and the door be locked and he'd be trying to get in and whatnot and then when he realized that it, it was close he'd be like down on his knees with his hands in the air going oh no you know kind of thing because he was devoted and and let me tell you something about this guy <laughs> this dm all right we had a playbook at kmart that gave you all the displays and stuff you were supposed to do for the month and 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 explanations and whatnot this oh God. this dude could tell you if you asked a question we'll turn to page 256 look at paragraph two sentence one and i'm not i'm yeah, not exaggerating imagine running a business that <laughs> you know that much about and look at the fate of it all right hold on the fuck today i saw what you said earlier um she's in an interesting situation well and i think that's another kind of metric that they've created to keep from giving people money is your staffing levels you get penalized for your staffing levels even though nobody wants to work but somehow it's your fucking fault um but as you as you said you're up week to date month to date and quarter to date yeah they can kiss your ass you know if all they can get you on is you got people quitting, probably because you're actually making them work, fuck them. You know. Well, I know what's great, Steve. What's that? Even at my current job that's not retail, there's still fucking corporate visits. And they come in, they come in walking down our dock all happy. Like Yeah, but but re- retail retail corporate visits are fucking shenanigans on a next level, bro. But oh yeah, but let's talk about some black magic fuckery. Let's talk about black magic fuckery. To nobody wants to no, talk no. about nobody wanting to work. They are getting an extra four hundred a week stimulus and taxes. Yep. So that's a that's fact. That's a subject. That's a subject. So back when I worked for Jesus's craft store, and Hero knows what's about to be talked about. Um, I had a theory now. Now, mind you, I was going through my quote, quote, goth stage when I worked for Jesus's craft store, which was interesting enough in itself, but <laughs> we had a district manager that everybody was terrified and, and, but I wasn't all right. And I'll never forget when I first started training, the guy I was working for kept telling me these horror stories about this DM. And the first time I meet her, she's like four foot eight. I mean, she's short. And, you know, here I am, I'm like six, five. And, and, and this guy's <laughs> like, well, this is the DM behave. You know, I mean, this guy was literally terrified of this woman. So she shows up red hair, black trench coat. Yes. Um, she was a strong woman. She was, but she shows up and I meet her for the very first time. Hey, Micah, you'll like this story. And so I meet her and she's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm the district manager. And I'm like, hi, I'm Steve. And I turn around and look at the guy I'm working with. And I'm like, so this is the one we're supposed to be scared of. She's like this tall. And all the blood drained out of this man's face. I mean, like you, 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 you'd have thought that I, I killed somebody in his family and she just kind of snickered ha ha and we talked about it she left and he lost his fucking mind he's like you don't know who you're dealing with you you just don't do that you don't know her and i got along just fine 
We had our moments where we butted heads, but we got along so fine that when people referred to her talking to me, yeah, sweating to death, they called her my mama. All right. And it made so many people in that district so angry and so pissed off that I had enough balls to fuck with her, survived, and I was like one of her favorites. Mama, yeah. And to give you an idea how much this woman terrified people, this same manager, I was sitting in the office with him one day, and they had a love-hate relationship, man. I don't know what the fuck really was going on there. But we're sitting in the office, and she walked in unannounced and walked straight to the office door and stares at him. He just quits talking. And I'm sitting, I got my back to the door and I see her. I turn around like, hey. And he's just sweating profusely. And she turns around and she leaves. She didn't say a single fucking word. And he freaked out. We went out and looked for We couldn't find she. It's like, poof, she fucking vanished. That guy had like fucking nightmares over this she shit. She just dug. This is this is a district manager that in a manager's meeting, because these people would not listen to her and did not respect her, that she said in a room full of all these male managers, do you understand what I'm saying to you? Or am I speaking German? And that became the running joke. Are you speaking German? But <laughs> it's, but people, they couldn't stand her. And actually what happened, she went on vacation one time and her boss, the regional vice president showed up and he was nice to everybody. It wasn't a typical visit. The entire time he was there, it was to pull the store managers aside for them to tell their opinion of this district manager. Well, myself and to my knowledge, two other managers out of 13 were the only ones it took up for. There shortly thereafter, they fired her. This was a very strong woman. This was a woman who who showed no emotion. Um, I'm one of the few people that ever got to see her cry because I had to take some paperwork to her office. And it was when everything was going down. And she got let go. And then I get this phone call out of the blue one day saying, I know you and I didn't always see eye to eye. And that's there. Here comes the height joke. And I'm like, well, that's cause you're four foot nothing. And we're never going to see eye to eye. And she laughed and she said, if I had something for you somewhere else, would you come work for me again? I'm like, yeah. And, but you know, because she was a strong woman and, and I really wish we would have went over this during the female manager thing. Cause it really did come down to that, that, you know, all the guys ran her off. But going back to the the black magic fuckery. So when I was working for this company, her boss was coming. She called me and she's like, hey, um, the DM's coming. I mean, the RVP's coming. I'm like, okay. And I start freaking out because like in a lot of retailers, you get judged on like in stock position. And if you've got a bunch of holes, you get yelled at because are you ordering shit or blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't matter if the warehouse is out of it. It's still your fault somehow. It's, it's still your fault that the warehouse hasn't got it in. I'll never understand that, but that's just how it is. So, yeah. So we're going through in the store. The store looks pretty good. But at the time I was working at Jesus's craft store, the number one craft item and, and segment of the craft industry was scrapbooking. 
it was a multi-billion dollar a year um business and stickers and what hey, they call steve yeah i see i see i'm out come out one I second see. i what the fuck did they said over in the chat my new dm said he hasn't <laughs> never or never will work at the store level boy that's qualification what a what a what a golden god how the fuck does someone like that get to be paid because way more? like i said alex is who you know it's who you know yeah i hate like that. I, I can promise you i can tell you right now to fuck today the shiny bald head guy did he have any business being a dm i'll wait for this answer <laughs> there you go there's the answer yep. so all right steve continue with the black right. magic i'm all sorry right. i just went the it's, fuck today it's fine. just just spiraled my brain it just hurt my soul to read that so so like on a whole new level so the key to these visits are really simple and i discovered it at jesus's craft store here's the deal 85 to 90 percent of what you do in retail as a manager is illusion. And what that means is if it looks good, it is good. So perception, perception is reality. Yeah, perception is everybody's reality. Correct. So what happens is the store looks pretty decent, but in scrapbooking, we're out of all sorts of merchandise. I mean, tons. And it's not our fault. We're ordering it. It gets get it gets marked out. We don't have it. I think I know where you're going with this, Steve. And I remember you taught me a little technique. Yep. And I remember. I think I told you about this one when we were at Failmart. Um, but I got to thinking. I'm like, do they really pay that much attention? I mean, do they really? Yeah. And I was like, yep. okay, so. I'm going to try something here. And if it backfires, fine, fuck it, whatever. But, you know, we're, we're, going, we're, going, we're going to see. So we had a sticker aisle. It was about 15 to 20 feet long, gondolas, both sides, with tons of holes, tons of holes. And I went over there with, with the department manager, and I said, okay, you see, we have all these these like overstock stickers that they're the same shape as the, the, the same packaging and whatnot i said i want you to fill all the holes with these and they're like but it's the same sticker you're gonna get i'm like just just do it so trust we filled all the holes now it was it was by brand so i mean it was like you know they didn't look like they didn't stick out like a sore thumb. The packaging was the same. All right. Just the actual stickers were different. Filled every fucking hole. And I just decided we're going to do this in every department. Let's just go. So the visit comes. The visit went great. Didn't notice. <laughs> and that's when it and that's when it really hit me that here's the trick to store visits, ladies and gentlemen. It's a racetrack walk. All right. If you walk with a regional a couple of times, maybe one, usually if you walk with them one time, you'll know. You know the path that they walk, you know what they look at. So if you're in a bigger store, the key is your racetrack. 
you make sure all of your end caps are 100% full and front-faced and signed all the way around. You make sure the first 4 to 12 feet down each aisle looks okay. Because these sorry motherfuckers don't walk stores aisle by aisle. They just look they they just look in, they just look in at the peripheral. That's it. And what Steve, do you remember? Hold on. And once you figure that out, visits don't matter anymore. And that circles all the way back to what Irish Connection said earlier. Irish Connection, you still with us? But mimery. But mimes. Nothing but illusion. And and right there, the fuck today said it. They will only walk down the aisle if something looks off. Exactly. If it looks good, it is good. It's all black magic fuckery, man. It's all smoke and mirrors. Every fucking bit of it. You could be the worst manager on the face of the planet, run the worst store ever. And if you follow the racetrack rule, you'll get a good visit just about every fucking time. And they leave thinking that you did all this preparation just for them. When you behind their back are flipping them off saying, motherfucker, I got you. That is the most gratifying feeling you will ever have as a manager in retail. Pulling one over their fucking heads because they think they know it all. When they actually don't. And again, if you're a district manager, it makes it this far into this video. Comment. Look, if, if, if by some chance there's some magical district manager unicorn out there watching this shit and you worked your way up you the ranks. The and you, what up, Jill of all trades? I think you already followed, but maybe it's delayed. I don't know. Um, but if you're a DM out there. Have you worked? Did you start at the bottom and work your way up? Or, you know, if you did, props. Um, if you're a DM, would you do the things that you ask your employees to do? Yes. I mean, and you? are you a human? <laughs> you know, I mean. You care for life. You know, the people that puts money in your fucking pocket lazy fuck Anywho, well sorry. you know what here's the thing I, i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about dms D, dms are a little different than rvps rvps typically is where the bullshit really hits i'm glad man to fuck that they feel the yeah. same with dms well no no like, but i'm going off my experience i've had some really shitty dms but the ones that were good to me were really really good to me and they were really and it wasn't because I knew them, it was just because they told me to do something and I did it, you know, and that's the bigger problem is there are some really good DMs out there. They get shit on because they're, they're not ego driven and they say, well, you need to do this and do this and you don't. Well, yeah, they're going to fucking hate you. <laughs> I mean, now, you know, looking back at it, um, as I, as I roll through my career as quickly as I can in my 50-year-old head, one, two, 
three. There's, and let me take that back. There's only really like one. There's one. Like, I don't really know what to call our Alabama friend. But whatever he is, I like him. Well, he he's he's, he's the, not he's, a, he's not a DM. One. He's a, he's an auditor. Like he, yeah, I like him. My RVP just cares about his Starbucks. Oh, is that the redheaded one? Oh my. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I've had some good DMs. Most all of mine have been bad. And then the good DMs that get run off, their replacements are fucking terrible. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to go on, on record saying the, the, the fuck today. And I talk about the bald guy. Look, his replacement had his issues, but he was pretty good to me. So I, I, I really can't, I really can't complain what, what he does on his personal time, fine, whatever. And there's some, some sketchy stuff that probably shouldn't go on just to from a common sense standpoint. But if you're allowed to do it, then you really can't get blamed. But Overall, he, he he was all right to me. Um, Steve, did you ever find my custom sign that I put in the garden center that says this is a sign? <laughs> did you ever probably? Find that and if I found something like that, I probably would just he could go eat littered covered cat. Now, see the fuck today. You had it. No, 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 no. The fuck Same. today had a different experience with this person than I did. If she's basing her opinion off the experience and her hers is factual. What she says is true. Her treatment was was shitty. I mean, it was bad. And and that's the other weird thing is when you have people that work for the same person and you don't really have a connection because it's not like me and this guy were friends. It's not like that, you know, we were gonna go hang out or anything. I, I just he was just my boss or whatever. But why he would treat me differently than her? There you go. It's the vagina thing, uh, and and you know therein is a problem. Alex, the rats ate the sign. What's up, Ashton? My DM grew up suspiciously close to where one of our directors lives. He <laughs> went to school with the director's son. It's who you know mostly. It is. It really is. Most people that get elevated to district manager out of the stores, it's not because they're good store managers. It's because they've done a really good job kissing that ass. You see, Ashton, I'm kind of a little bit of a smart ass. And Steve one time told me, you'd make more labels, bro. So I was like, okay, Steve, you want more fucking labels? <laughs> so, so time out. He talks all this shit, but who's on this show? Me. Right. Because I like you, Steve. I like you too, Alex. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. They will sometimes you pissed me off. I'm not even going to lie. It was my job. <laughs> and it's because you just come across as a douche sometimes. Like, you know, especially before Black Friday. Oh, my you know God. What? When I wasn't you know able what? to get the alarms so, so, on the TV. There's several people commenting on here that I know that people think that of them. And it's not that, that we're douches. We're just blunt. <laughs> we don't sugarcoat shit, man. Well, Steve, it's you. It will, like. Dude, if only because I know you. Right. If I didn't know you, dude, you're like, you, you could be a real dick. Oh, yeah. He, he gets in a mode. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do get in a mode. But but my modes changed as I got older because I just didn't have the motor for it anymore. Dude, you can't put these uh, you can't put these alarms on these TVs, man. And I'm like, 
Steve, I've been stuck in layaway in electronics running back and forth all day. Oh, look at, look at what Micah, look at what Micah says. The only one who I knew didn't like you was waffle house hat lady. See, 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 here's this, this guy with red hair and a black trench coat running around Jesus's (laughs) craft store. One person, but you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. This woman came in, kept asking for a job, and I went in full asshole mode, and I'm probably going to hell for this, but I'm going to admit it here in front of God to everybody. So everybody, leave your comments in the chat. This lady kept asking for a job. I gave her a job. She told me she started working at Waffle House. I said, do you have your Waffle House little paper hat? She said, yes. I said, I want you to go put it on and walk around the store with it. She did. <laughs> Thank you, Ashton Taylor. See, a, mi- yeah, a, mi- yeah, a million Elvis fans can't be wrong. The day, at the end of the day, I'm doing a podcast with him. Micah, <laughs> like, Micah, I don't see how anybody could dislike you. Look, I haven't had a chance to say this to your face, and I'm glad you're here. You're one of the best employees I ever had. Period. We we had we had a hell of a crew there. We really really did. Getting show. <laughs> yeah, but he could be an ass, Micah. Yeah, I miss working with Steve. I miss working with you, Russell. You're my Daryl. Oh yeah, I'm not lying. Oh yeah, that's true. Ask ask Hero. You were great. Yeah, Felmart. Yeah. Felmart. When so when Steve come in, it actually just blew my mind. Because you go from I'll fuck it, I'll say his name. I don't give a fuck. You go from Bill to you go to Steve. <laughs> Bill was something else, man. And that dude right there. Oh, I you know, I won't I'll never forget. I was there how we, we had a guy that worked with us there who had some mental issues. Um, and <laughs> Bill talked to him like a fucking dog. And I was just like, holy shit, how'd he get away from it? Dude could work his ass off. Yeah. I know who you're talking yeah. about. That dude but, he al- his but, ass but he also off. knocked our... Rip? <laughs> yeah, he died. Are we talking about Bill or are we talking Bill? about... I sure hope we're talking about Bill and not the other because I would actually like... Wow, I'd have to have a moment of silence for him because he was one of the greatest workers ever. He was. But, he was a good dude. Um, uh, he was a fantastic dude. So like, so we have gotten way off tangent here, but that's quite okay. I don't really fucking care. It's my show. That's the point. That's the point of the um, generation, boy. But no, going back to visits, now, like, we've got people here in the, in the, the chat. So Micah, for instance, who worked with us at... at God's at Jesus craft store. Yeah, it was stressful. And, um, oh, by the way, just to let you know, uh, mama liked you just figure I'll throw that out there. Um, you know, it it was now it's not always easy. And sometimes you do get broken to the point where you just say, fuck it and throw your hands up in the air and you let the chips fall where they may. And, um, you know, but that comes with the territory. But once you figure out the magic, 
But once you figure out that you're smarter than your DM and you're smarter than your RVP, the stress goes away. And if you care as a store manager, yeah, you're still going to work extremely hard and, and you're going to piss everybody off at your house, your spouse and everybody, because you're just going to be a bear to deal with because you're going to fucking freak out the entire time. You're not going to be able to sleep. You're going to be worried about, Oh shit, I got to get to work tomorrow and do this. Blah, 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 blah. You just do it. That's part of the retail curse. And it kind of goes back to what the Irish connection said. It's amazing that we marry ourselves to jobs that are unfaithful to you because eventually they all turn on you. It doesn't matter. You know, they'll find the next person that makes their ego feel better and, and bring it along. And, you know, as far as where Russell and I worked at the dollar store, it was actually, you know, Russell, I think that we did pretty damn good getting ready for those visits because it was the same thing. It was smoke and mirrors. Make sure your end caps are full. Make sure you follow the plans. You know, make sure, you know, at the dollar store, categories really mattered because they were high margin. Uh, our party section was huge. So you needed to make sure that all your multicolored plastic silverware and stuff was done and all this other stuff. Uh-oh, not bot got the fuck today. Blacklisted spam. I don't know what that is, but okay. Um, yeah, especially where you were. You know, Russell and I worked and like the fucking Vietnam of dollar stores. You're good to fuck today. I can <clears throat> I can untime you out and everything. Yeah, he, he'll take care of that. And it was it was, it was some crazy shit. And uh, for us to pull off what we pulled off there several several times, guys, y'all don't understand. That's like, ooh. Oh boy. And, and Russell was a guy that I could say, Russell, go handle such and such and such. Because I knew Russell would make it look good. And that's all that mattered. If it looked good, it, it was good. Steve, you remember how I made the electronics game cabinet literally just spammed with the same game, but striped? I also remember how you got <laughs> I also remember something about keys, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Well, we could talk about the key story at some point. Yeah. We heard that Ric Flair music. That is damn right. Uh, 2001 Space Odyssey thing. But, you know, RVP visits suck. And the biggest reason they suck is because it's all pomp and circumstance, man. It serves no purpose whatsoever. There is nothing constructive that comes out of it. There's no earth-shattering information that gets shared that makes the job easier for everybody. It is the biggest ego-stroking bunch of bullshit you will ever go through. Period. In your retail career, it can make or break you. If you have a bad visit and they don't like you already, they can use that to run you off. And that's another thing that retail gets a pass on is how they kind of sneakily get rid of people. And, you know, kind of it, it's it's all very self-serving. OK, and we'll take it a step further. The problem with RVPs that I have seen in retail is RVPs are the dam, the wall that keeps real information about shady things going on from going any higher. Irish Connection and I, we've, we've alluded on Reddit how worthless HR is. 
That RVP is the barrier that keeps truth from reaching the corporate office. And they know it. And that's my problem with the regional vice president position is because that's what their purpose is to squash things <laughs> before they get out of hand. Peter Griffin didn't like me because of pillow talk between him and the Baldwin. Yep. Uh, Iron Maiden. That's why I had to get out of retail. All the work, giving up your life, no appreciation and all of the blame. It's all about the money and the sales. None of us actually matter. That is a hundred percent true. Um, that's my whole premise of starting the retail war zone is the fact that if, and I got news for the DMS, they don't matter near as much as they fucking think they do because that RVP needs to get rid of them because they're a problem. Bye-bye. And you don't matter. You really don't. They will hire somebody cheaper. They don't care about you. It's not like if you lose your job over some bullshit, nobody calls you up and says, Hey, are you doing okay? Nope. Yeah, exactly. You're one and done. You know, that's it. Uh, I literally have been preached to about the importance of having every chain look exactly the same. What sells more doesn't matter. And that's the thing. You know, if RVPs were so fucking good, maybe they would be like, oh, wow. Well, why, why did you, why, why do you have this display this way? That's not what the plan is. And then you explain, well, that's because we sell this more than that. And then they look and then it could be, oh, they're, they're right. You, you can't do that. You cannot be smarter than RVP. And I have a great story about um, challenging your upper level people. All right. So this is craft business stuff. I worked for a chain called AC Moore. I was going through a divorce at the time. Um, so I got out of management quickly. Uh, it was a monetary thing. We won't get into all that. So I wound up working for this company called AC Moore, which is probably still to this day, one of my most favorite jobs ever. I, I think their ordering system was the best thing I've ever seen and blah, blah, blah. Well, they had this district manager named Paul and Paul thought he knew it, quote, unquote, oh, and I have a friend of mine that was a manager there during this, who we still talk about this. And every time we bring it up, he just fucking rolls laughing everywhere. So this guy, and we had a, a newer store manager at the time who was younger. So he was really into it, you know, yay team. And he was really kissing the DM's ass. All right. So I'm in the office one day placing my order. And Paul, the district manager, quote unquote, God, as far as he was concerned, they're talking about chocolate wafers. So for your craft people out there, you know, you can go into a craft store and you can buy the bags of the little round chocolate wafers that you put in the molds and you melt and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's a huge seller. So he looks at me, he's oh, like, God, my mother used to right, make candies right. with those. And so they're in this debate about which flavor sells the most. And they Steve, what do you think? I'm like, well, fucking white chocolate sells the most. And they looked at me like I grew a third head. 
<laughs> and they're like, oh, that's bullshit. No, no regular milk chocolate. Da, 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 da. I'm like, no, white chocolate sells more. And this argument. Yeah, because no, you can Yeah, right. Them. You're 100% correct there, Alex. Um, but this argument ensues with his district manager to the point that's it. We're pulling up the fucking sales reports. I'm like, pull up the fucking sales reports. I don't fucking care. I'm an hourly associate and you're asking me about chocolate. Fuck off. So they pull up the reports while I'm sitting there and oh, white chocolate, of course. He hated me the entire time afterwards. There was nothing. I I, I could have brought Jesus into the store and said, oh, look, here's, here's the Savior. Here's the Messiah. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> Hated me because he was the all-knowing DM and I was just using common sense. Plus two, I stocked the shit and I knew that I had to put more of that out than the, just regular chocolate. And that's the thing. It's all about stroking ego. It's not about, you know, so rather than him saying, oh, you know what? I learned something today. No, he didn't like you because you one up him. Oh, yeah. I could even say. Pitch Belmar shoppers. Corporate <laughs> yes. This is an audition for how much bullshit you can take in one sitting. Correct. Uh, Iron Maiden, you would think that we are in these roles because we know our market and know our store and are good at what we do, but oh no. How could the person managing the store know what they sell? 100% correct. See, that's the thing. I, I know of somebody that I'm very close to who just has this knack for knowing what's going to sell and gets questioned when they do certain things, but it's because it's a better seller. Now, the last time I checked when you're in business, the whole point is to make money, right? And profit, right? Why are you penalizing Wrong. people? Because they're, they've come up and figured out here's how we're going to make you more money. It's just because they didn't come up with it. That's all it is. It wasn't their idea. And it's horseshit, man. This is just bullshit. Store managers and below are like scum of the earth to retailers at the DM position and higher. We're, we're just, they can replace us at the drop of a hat. Yeah, they can make up an excuse. And, you know, you get to hear this whole thing. Oh, well, such and such is a right to work state. So we could fire you for whatever fucking reason. Of course you can. And there's a reason why those policies exist because it just allows you to fire us. If you don't like us, how dare you make me more money? I know, right? That's some bullshit. And we've all dealt with I'm it. I'm not the one to come up with. Uh -huh. it. <laughs> yeah. That playbook at Felmart. Yeah. Pretty fucking stupid. Well, I mean, the playbook at Felmart was just, you know, and here's something that I've thought about doing. I just want to throw this in here. I've thought about doing some specific episodes about specific businesses. So I was thinking about doing an entire episode about working in the craft business. That would entail um, AC Moore, Jesus's Craft Store, um, or blank the Archangels Craft Store. Because I've worked at all three. Um, and I know people who worked at Joann's. So, um, or doing an entire episode about Failmart. Um, <laughs> you know, to you guys that worked That's with us at Failmart that are no longer in retail, would love to have you on because that shit could go on a minute. Um, <laughs> we could do the tree. 
Um, although it would just be you, Russell, because I don't think anybody else has got enough balls. Um, well, Jill of all trades probably could. And start getting a little bit more retailer specific. And because, hey, I've been, I've been around the block. And I was a guy that, you know, in the decade between 2000 and, you know, when from like 1995 to about 2012, everybody that was a manager bounced to different retailers because of how he made more money. So... I've worked just about everywhere you can imagine. I've worked in every segment of retail that you can imagine. I don't think there's anything I haven't done other than work at like a fucking Victoria's Secrets. And I have no desire to get involved in that bullshit. Um, but Steve, who would you want to do for the Failmart reunion episode? A, a Failmart, I'd take everybody that would want to come on. I would like you, me, Ashton, Colossus. Um, yes, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Um, you know, uh, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we all know those playbooks and planograms about people who went to school and see you're right there. Here's the big thing for me. All right. So the biggest reason I stayed in retail, because I loved merchandising, Alex, you know, all about this. All right. Um, I can merchandise like nobody's fucking business. There. <laughs> I mean, I, I could, I could, you could give me a 25 foot gondola and X amount of merchandise to say, go do this. And I do it. And what would it look like, Alex? Would it look like a wall of very bland colors? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. You know what I mean? But no, it would look, it would just look like a perfectly just straight wall of stripes like it's honestly it's one of the greatest things you'll ever but see but at the point at that point they make it extremely difficult to go from a store level to a corporate level unless you're in that store set thing gary chumney i love you welcome it's about time you showed up hero say hi to gary um but anyway so i i wanted to get i wanted to stay into merchandising and i really wanted to go into um to get into the corporate level and design planograms and the even while i was at the dollar store um you know i applied for those positions they wouldn't even call you if you were in a store. You just, it, it, it's like there's this division. There, There's stores, there's corporate, one or the other. You can't be in both. Yeah, and I think that just leads to the whole point of this episode. Yeah, and. How corporate visits are bullshit. Corporate visits are bullshit. And, you know, and I feel, and I want to apologize to anybody out there that's worked for me and had to. Gary, you make sure, Gary, you make sure that you go do this right here. Ooh, subscribe to the YouTube. Um, but you know, it's, it's just one of those deals where these visits, 
you give up even more of your life than you normally do and you bust your ass and you work so fucking hard to the point that you're exhausted and you get nothing out of it at all and i apologize to everybody who's ever worked for me that's had to go through it because you know i was a little different and russell i know you and i had this talk before i looked at it like this as a store manager i was like there's going to be some days we just screw around and we're not going to get a lot done but that's okay because the reality is you spend more time with your staffs than you do your family so you might as well treat it that way I think I've reiterated right. on that point. And then the the trade-off that was, we'll do whatever the fuck we want to do from day to day. But when we get the call and shit's happening, it's like, let's go. That's, that, that's how I've always operated. I don't believe that every single day should be punishing people and working them into the ground. Look, you spend that much time with these people. You spend more time in a week with these people than you do your wife and your kids or your husband and your kids or whatnot. You have to treat it like a family. If you don't, you will fail. Okay. But so that allows you to actually have some fun from time to time, which is cool because I've worked some places where we're using some really stupid shit. <laughs> All right. But we had fun doing it. <laughs> but the trade-off was, and I was fortunate enough for the entirety of my career except for a couple of places because people just didn't know how to deal with me that i could do that and it worked my first store that i ran for jesus's craft store i had one of the most amazing staffs i've ever had i literally could have went like kill and, and these people just would have they just moved and done it and but that was because of how i managed people it was look we're gonna have a good time you know it's it's just it's just crazy and to give you alex i'm gonna give you a really funny story real quick about that place i had a frame shop person who i found out at one point in time um let me put this the most proper way i can used to dance professionally wink wink I, I get where you're going, Steve. And I discovered this. Now, I I want to reiterate, this is Jesus's craft store, which makes it even more hilarious. So, well, I mean, you know what they say about a pastor's daughter. Well, hold up. Hold, and you should know this. You know about crossbars and trucks, right, Alex? Yes. That you crank them and you keep, it keeps loads from moving. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, I had a crossbar from one of our trucks. And I went back to the frame shop. I took that crossbar and I moved it vertically. And I put it on top of the frame shop table between the table and the ceiling and cranked it till it was stationary. And then put a Uh a little bench at the bottom. Uh And then a Uh red velvet like wrap around the bottom Uh and waited for this individual to come into work the next day. At Jesus's craft store, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hell. <laughs> we I make you money, lots of money. However, it's never enough. So we make up these walkthrough guides that that way they can ding you on dumb shit. And I pay. Look, I, I really believe these walks and 
and policy and procedure are made to keep from paying you more money. It really is. Hence why people bounce from job to job, because you'll make more money leaving the job that you're at and going to a similar job than staying where you're at. Yep. Steve, this is the Lord's week. Stop. Russell's off. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. So, um, so we're sitting at an hour four. We've rambled enough this evening. Uh, I want I want to have more guests on. So in the chat, anybody, Gary Michael Chumney. I would love to have an episode where we get some of the GC folks on and we talk about some of the shenanigans there because my God, that would be Jesus thought it was funny. Thank you. Thumbs up. Um, and uh, let us know what you want to talk about. So, like I said, I'm going to be working on uh, dealing, you know, getting with these uh, two ladies with the podcast and try to have them on. Uh, I don't know what the next topic of the next week is going to be. I think we are probably, unless we do a specific episode with guests or whatnot, I think we're going to stick with um, the topic that Alex really, really wants to get into is doing all the work for other people. Yep. yep, you're you're really into that one. Lazy co-workers. Lazy co-workers. So, um, you know, tonight... That will be very relatable. Tonight was a little bit of going back and kind of just chilling and whatnot because the last two episodes... UFOs is coming, man. I got to wait on some folks. It's going to be a different cast and crew for that. So, so, so we're waiting. I'm working on it, but it's coming. Don't GD. Um, Hero going to put you in timeout. But... You know, you guys, thank you for watching. Um, you know, all the information is in the description of the videos. If you're on YouTube or whatnot, you can email us and whatnot. If, or, and if you know me, just send me a message. You know, what, what do you want to talk about? You know, if you've got something that has just been burning in your head that you've been wanting to go, I mean, if you just want to go off, if you just want to have the opportunity to come on here and just, fucking unload message me we'll let you do it we'll let you do it anonymously you don't have to be on camera and we'll let you go you know you guys can dictate what it is we discuss and you know when we have guests it's it's easier for us to kind of chart out what we're going to talk about and whatnot because we got different topics uh when alex and i do these you know we kind of kind of go with the chat so to speak but if you've got something that you want to get off your chest, message me. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. I, I don't care. I mean, this is much as you guys' show as it is ours. I mean, it's not the whole purpose of this is to give people a voice to say the things maybe they didn't have a chance to say before or they can't say now. And uh, without any kind of fear of repercussions or, you know, retaliation. I mean, that's that's why I'm doing this. I mean... The retail industry is a thankless job. It's a segment of business that gets a pass every time for all the bullshit that they do. I don't know how they get away with it, but they continue to. So tell us what you want. We'll do it. I don't care. I got zero to lose. Been there, done that. Alex, what you got for us? What have I got for us? I've already did the OSP at the beginning of the show. Obligatory um, self-plug. Yes. Nice. The obligatory self-plug. It's got to happen. That happened at the beginning. 
However, I do want to reiterate, lazy co-workers, this is something that I want to speak on on behalf of people at the worker employee level. So I can ask Steve from a manager's point of view, why not make these lazy people just pull a little bit more weight? <laughs> I will tell you that, and, and then Hero can confirm this, and she'll, she should know who I'm talking about. There have been people I have hired just for comedy relief. I fully admit that. I, I know that a little bit of that goes oh, on at my job. Also, too, look, I am not opposed. You know, Fridays are really difficult for everybody because it's Friday. I got no problem. Instead of having a Friday free-for-all, having a Wednesday free-for-all where you'd look at the screen and you'd see the generation void and the little thing at the bottom, but the entire middle would be black except for the chat with multiple people in there raising hell. So if y'all want to do that, we can do that. I can have whoever wants to come on and it's just a free for all. And we just roll that. That'll be must see TV right there. We'll it just, somebody throws a topic and we just well, go at it. And the thing is, is I can always moderate. Like I don't have to be there on a Friday stream. Well, no, uh, you're part of the show. I want you there. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. I mean, I'll try to get there, but just know I got to work. So, so in essence, I would think maybe for, um, seven. If we could get 10 people to message me that would want to come on and just have a random let's go. And we just talk amongst ourselves for the entertainment of other people. Let me know message me tonight send me an email message me on facebook whatnot if you want to do it and we'll set up a wednesday where there's 10 of us or or alex and i and eight to ten more and we'll make it work and we'll just sit there and get a wheel and spin topics that would be fun um I would be so down for that. You know, Russell, we can get you in. Maiden, we can get you in. The fuck today, get you in. Hero, get you in. Uh, Jill of all trades, get you in. We'll just sit and go. And what may be fun is we have roughly 10 people on screen and we let the chat determine what we talk about. And we just, there's no filters. You can say whatever the fuck you want. There's only three rules here, which are no politics, no religion, and nothing discriminatory the rest of it you fucking go man if we do it on a friday though like i say we don't have we 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 don't have to do it for it we can do it on a wednesday we can make it a retail wednesday you know or you know we could plan it for a monday no let's let's well we could do it on a monday or a wednesday so if you guys are down message me or send me an email let me know which day is good for you if mondays are better or wednesdays are better fine whatever but we'll let's do that. And it doesn't matter which industry you've worked in. If you've worked with me in clothing, if you worked with me at a dollar store, if you worked with me at guitar center, if you work with me in music business or whatever, let's go. It'd be fun. It'd give everybody a chance to just fucking blow off steam and say what you've always wanted to say without worrying about anybody saying anything negative to you. So let us know. I'm calling names and the Lord is my father. Okay. Call names. I don't care. Because if somebody flags me and says, I'm getting sued and be like, oh no, this is the guy who said it. You go, go, go see him. Go see Daryl. <laughs> so Alex, you got anything else for us before we sign off here? 
Oh, uh, no, that's about it. So let, let's do this. So, guys, message me. We'll call it the brawl for it all. Um, <laughs> we'll, and uh, it, all topics are on the table. Message me. Let me know. And we'll get that set up sooner rather than later. I think that'll be a whole hell of a lot of fucking fun. So the generation void cannot control others. Thank you, Jill of all trades. So everybody, thank you so much for being here or not. Send me messages. Gary, it was great to see you. I'm glad you popped in. Uh, Iron Maiden, glad to see you. Defuck today, glad to see you. Jill of all trades. Russell, Irish Connection, um, Defuck today. Great. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's go. This could be fun. Hey, Irish Connection, see if you can find somebody else that would want to play. Totally add on, but it'd be great if you could find somebody. I don't care. I ain't got nothing but time. All right, everybody. Have a great Hey, we would even like you in Irish Connection. Uh it sounds like he's he's uh he's sounds like he's in. But anyway, so everybody have a great night and we will see you next time. Uh Monday, by the way. Monday. I'm putting this out there. I texted Alex. I said Monday. It's your show. So Alex is going to call the topic for Monday. <laughs> Alex is going to, I'm here. I'm going to be comic relief Monday. So it's, it's Alex's show. So message Alex on, you know, follow us on YouTube and, you know, send Alex a message and say, Hey, we want to see this on Mondays because Mondays aren't retail Mondays, whatever. So it's the Alex show Monday. Ought to be fun. We're all just going to sit there and stare at our phones. <laughs> Alex, this is your time to sign, shine, son. I, I'm not stepping in. Don't don't make me bail you out. You got it in you, bro. Hey, you're going to be bailing me out. Yep. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good <laughs> night, and we'll see you next time.